Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Oh, Stomping Jen, <laughs> episode 91 of the Soft Serve podcast. Oh my God. I am super excited. We have with us Frank Reddy. Mm-hmm. I'm owner, ready. I'm ready are you for ready Frank. for Frank Reddy? I am owner so ready for Frank of Reddy. Immortal Tattoo in Midwest City, Oklahoma. We're going to talk to him about tattooing and a bunch of other stuff. As our listeners know, we are both tattoo aficionados. I have not just one sleeve, but two. We will be talking to Mr. Reddy all about tattooing and some other fun stuff. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. All right. Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Oh my, no creepy truck, no creepy truck. Hello everybody. Hello. I'm so excited for this conversation. So without further ado, I want to say hello to our guest, Mr. Frank Reddy. Hello Frank. Hey, how we doing? Pretty good. How are you doing tonight? I'm pretty solid tonight. That was a really fun intro. It's really awesome to kind of see how it all works, you know? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, so what we typically like to do is let our guests say whatever they want about themselves in terms of introducing themselves to our our listeners. I said a, I said a couple of things that you were the owner of Immortal Tattoo in Midwest City, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. But anything else you want to share with us? Let's see. Uh, I've been tattooing about 16 years now, and that's probably the most interesting thing about me at the moment. You know, I've been hanging out between work and home for the past, what, three months now? Mm-hmm. So I don't have a lot, but I can answer all the questions. Let's throw them. Okay, cool. <laughs> and are you back to the studio now? Um, have you been able to get back and start seeing clients again? I have been. And it's interesting. It's, it's it's one of those weird like parts of uh, Oklahoma versus the rest of the country that mm-hmm. while everybody was in the middle of you know quarantine, Oklahoma was like, well, we've got this two-step plan to get back to everyone working again. Mm-hmm. Number one is we have a plan, and number two is get after it. So there are pros, there are cons. We're doing. Um, the best we can taking all the precautions we can and the way my business is set up it's very you know one person a day probably for a week if that you know mm-hmm. so uh it's been interesting but we are back to work and just taking it day by day cool and i'll say one observation i have just having spent so many hours in tattoo studios is how clean mm-hmm. and hygienic mm-hmm. and 
how many health protocols you all follow anyways, right, before this pandemic. So they're like, I think, hopefully, you were set up well in terms of um, being able to think in terms of hygiene and medical protocols. Right. Uh, And that's very, very correct. Um, The state ended up setting up new guidelines for us for what we had to do moving forward and how we had to adapt. And uh, the only difference was wearing masks, really. We already do everything else on a daily basis to keep, you know, the the clients in the best shape they can be in, to protect ourselves, because we have to go home to our families after this. So, you know, we were set up better than a lot of other businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned that you are in Oklahoma, and that brings all sorts of affordances that allowed you to be able to keep tattooing. I'm curious how you ended up there in Oklahoma. Are you from that region of the country? All right. Let's see here. Um, I'm not. <laughs> this sounds interesting. <laughs> All right. So I'm not originally from Oklahoma. Okay. But I have been here um, for the most part. You know, I was mm-hmm. on the East Coast for about three or four years. But all in all, I've been in Oklahoma tattooing since about 2005. You know, I um, was from California originally, mm-hmm. uh, born in Ohio, but I can't really claim that because I was, you know, dropped there and then carted to Oklahoma to mm-hmm. California almost immediately. Um, but yeah, no, I was, in Oklahoma, I was in California. Sorry, I'm going to get those two right eventually. I was in California until I was about 17 years old and uh, grew up in Long Beach, then went to the Bay Area, spent some time in Richmond, Oakland, Concord, all that stuff. And then uh, my senior year of high school, the best time to ever pick up and move, Ugh. I uh, went to Oklahoma and you know, wrestled, played sports, and ultimately found tattooing and just kind of went full force into that. And how did you find tattooing? What did what does that mean to you? How did you get into that? That was a complete accident. Like, like, like when I say accident, I mean like every sense of the word. There was no possible trajectory that saw me tattooing or even really drawing pictures at all. I was in high school and I was wrestling. It was a uh, wrestling season. And I broke some ribs. I hurt myself during practice and uh, ended up drying up most of my, you know, ideas for college and everything I wanted to do there because, you know, I wasn't doing the academic side of things. I was throwing people around and that was making sure I didn't have to do math. Right. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, after I got hurt, I had to kind of rethink a few things. And while I was, you know, healing and trying to get better and just focusing on what to do next, I, um, found a tattoo studio that was in my hometown and I had enough family and friendship ties to the place that I started hanging out after school. I um, really enjoyed what all these guys were doing, even though I knew nothing about it. And I always tell people if, uh, if they would have been mechanics, I'd be changing tires right now. You know, I just <laughs> found that right. place that I fit, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just worked out. And luckily for me, it was just something that I also gravitated towards once I knew what it was and fell in love with it. You know, it's, uh, I'm, 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 I feel lucky to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Were you somebody who drew or painted or did you? Yeah, that was my question. Like, were you artistically were you art- inclined? Yeah. At all? I don't. I don't imagine I was artistically inclined to begin with. You know, yeah. not with with paper. Um, I was way more into the music side of things when I was younger, and 
you know, guitar and bands and all those things. But um, one thing I did understand was, you know, how to learn and how to learn competitively, you know? And I think, um, I think you can really get into anything if you, you know, know how to study and build skills. So this just kind of worked for me, everything that I put into the sports and, you know, the work ethic and the hard work that comes into, you know, being good. I just took that and moved it over to, you know, learning art. That's crazy. Is tattooing a competitive art form? Is it a competitive industry? I would say it is, um, it can be, you know, it's really interesting because I don't feel like I am a competitive person in the sense that I have to be better than the next person. Mm-hmm but you can always improve upon yourself. I can look at the tattoos I was doing last year and the ones that I'm doing right now and see the differences and like note a, a period of change between them. And I can't turn that off. So every time I do anything, I'm just trying to be better than I was before. And I think that's where the competition and the, 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 the perseverance comes yeah. in. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm, I think, it feels like an endless market to me. I was at my um, my day job, um, Frank, and I was sitting at a table. I was all covered up in like business stuff, and nobody knew, you know, that I'm covered in, covered in tattoos. And I, I heard these two um, these two women complaining about one of the towns near us how they were opening up yet another tattoo shop. They're like, "That's the fourth tattoo shop. I don't know why we need so many tattoo shops." And then you slowly <laughs> yeah, took off and then your I, hoodie. Yeah, I slowly <laughs> got up and began unbuttoning my shirt and said, this is why. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but I, so I guess what I was saying is, I mean, there, there seems to be lots of people out there who want to be tattooed. Well, there's all sorts of different tattoos to get, too. That's yeah. the other crazy thing. That's right. Right. About tattoos and tattooing and and people's perception about tattooing and like whether or not they're just walking in off the street and want to get a piece of flash from like the local guy down the street or if they like really want like a piece of art to like the to the to the Beckys that come in and they just want some like script on their arm or whatever. Matching tattoos. Yeah. And one thing, (laughs) you know, as a so when you were starting out, one thing I think about is, you know, with some forms of art, like painting or drawing, you have some room for error, right? You, you, you draw a cat wrong. You can, you can crinkle up that piece of paper and throw it in the garbage, right? If you, um, you know, if you tattoo an, an image of something wrong on somebody's skin, that might be hard to cover up. Um, so how do you, how do you build the, the skill set you need to reach the the level of excellence that you're at now, you know, on when you have so little room for error, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And there's really no good answer for it outside of the fact that I have, you know, um, basically built my church on the bodies of everyone that came before me. Um, there were so many tattoos. I would probably say like probably seven years of tattoos that if I saw now, I'd say, Hey, um, thank you for allowing me to do that back then. Can I please fix it now? Yeah. 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 Did you, I talked to one person, I think 
who was tattooing me who told me, oh, I started by practicing on a side of ham, <laughs> like, a, like a ham <laughs> leg. Like that was the very first thing I tattooed was like mm-hmm. an uncooked ham leg. Mm-hmm. Did you did you start off with something like that, or did you actually just jump right into a, a on to a human being? Well, my ham leg was my own thigh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was. Um, I could reach it. And I, you know, wanted this bad enough that I was like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and convince I'm not going to wait for people. I want to just jump right in and figure out what this tattooing is all about. Yeah. Um, I had a formal apprenticeship, but in that, the person that was teaching me was a self-taught tattooer of 17 years who didn't really have a real lesson plan, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it was one of those like, hey, just try stuff and it's going to work or it's not. And if it doesn't, we'll talk about it. So I tattooed a whole lot of really bad shit on my leg. And um, believe it or not, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's a constant reminder of exactly where I come from and where I started. And um, I'd say I probably have about like 10 hours into it. And it's not like you think about a 10-hour tattoo and you're like, oh, let's check it out. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't want to show it to anybody. <laughs> so it's still there, the 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 starting tattoo that you did on your leg. You haven't covered it up mm-hmm. or altered it or anything like that? I don't believe I can, actually. Yeah. I, I did a real number on that thigh. <laughs> and um, it serves as a, as yeah. a reminder all the time. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's, I, look, I, I look down fondly at it. I think that 90% of my tattoos probably suck to some degree, you know? And it's because I got most of them when I, you know, started. Like, when I was the first two years in. Like, yeah. oh, you, you're, you're a tattooer, tattoo me, let's do this. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's cover some stuff up. And, um, you know, had I the opportunity to rethink it, I probably would say, hey, I could have chosen someone yeah. that I thought was cool and, gone and found a really cool you know like gotten great tattoos but like everything i have is a story and i can say that my first tattoo blends in well with the rest of the crap yeah i love that i love that you kept it kind of (laughs) as as Mm -hmm. part of as part of that story the history yeah Yeah. of your life yeah um that's awesome at what point in that um so you said you mentioned you did an apprenticeship and then you must have started you moved on from that at what point in that journey, did you kind of step back, look around and say, you know, wow, I can actually do this for a living. Like this is, this is what I want to do. And what was that moment like for you? Was there a moment like, or a series of moments? <laughs> I think the, like the, 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 the big one for me that and I, I will say there were probably a series of moments that happened throughout the time period. And yeah. I can, recount most of those for you but the first one for me um like i said i was into music before and that was kind of what i was doing well um i had to find a way to get in with this shop in the sense that like i was hanging out there a little bit and i was seeing what they were doing and i was like man if i can get this person to tattoo me uh then i can talk to him enough to probably like get me in the door to an apprenticeship or at least see what it's about and, you know, at 18, in that time, I just, I didn't have any money. I just, there was no way I could be like, yo, like, let's sit down for a couple hours. You know, I had to sell some blood for that. Yep. <laughs> so instead, 
what I did, um, it was just like, there was this really horrible eagle that this guy was trying to tattoo on someone. He had the cancellation and he's like, Hey, I'm trying to tattoo this on somebody. Anybody want it? And I was like, yo, I'll take it. Let's put it on my chest. And all I had was my iPad. Well, no, my iPod. There were no iPads back then. It yeah. was the little round dial one. Oh, I don't even think it was color actually, which is crazy, but it had, you know, my multitude of music on there, about 5,000 songs that I just like, you know, held dear for years. And I, I went and I pawned it. It was one of those things where I was like, well, this is, in my opinion, a shot at learning how to do this and getting in, you know, like really like, you know, solidifying my spot here. So I let go of all that, went and got this horrible tattoo and talked my way into the beginning of an apprenticeship. Wow that was uh that was the first moment that i was like this is what i want to do did you, you know? did you get I, the what's that? oh sorry i was going to ask you if you got the ipod back <laughs> you i didn't okay cuz isn't yeah, pawn never... isn't isn't pawning when you like yeah. give it to them and say i'll be back i'll be maybe back for and it. maybe get some money they give you some yeah, money by the, or is that by the time i could afford to get it back it just it wasn't was even going to be there yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> I was just curious what happened <laughs> right. to that iPod in all of Who your music. Who has that iPod in it? Yeah. I Some, know, right? <laughs> those things are worth a lot of money now. No, apparently. they're not. No, because I had one that was in our kitchen for so oh. long, and then you tossed it aside. Yeah. It had all my entire library on anyways. Um, so you yeah. have a custom tattoo <laughs> shop. I think some people, hey. list, some people listening to this may not know what a custom tattoo is. Can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about what that is and what that means? Yeah, I can do that. Let's see. Uh, a custom tattoo. Uh, well, the, the 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 closest dictionary definition is just you know something that is created uniquely for the client. You know, you don't really just walk in and say, "I want this flash piece off the wall here," or mm -hmm. "I want to like, hey, I've seen an eagle and an anchor before. I want one of those." You know, like how about that one on that guy? I'll take that. Yeah. That is uh, the opposite of what we do generally. Um, a client will come into the studio and talk to me or one of my artists and they'll explain where they're at in life, maybe a story and what they think they want. And generally nowadays it's more of the why than the what, you know, it's like I've had people recommend songs to me and, and give me, you know, like books to read and things of that nature. And uh, from that, and just asking a few questions from that, I kind of figure out what the most appropriate tattoo for them would be. And uh, take some time and I, you know, draw it up. I'll either, you know, paint it or, you know, work through a digital process to create something. And I'm really just using all the tools in, in, in my toolbox to create something unique for that person. Yeah. Is that is that a tense moment for you? What does it feel like when you've <laughs> you've they've given you the seed of an idea? You you take that and you've you know, you've created this work of art, you want to show them this idea. Is that a, is that a tense moment? Kind of the reveal? Is it always a tense moment? Do you, or do you have a bet? Do you have a good sense that, you know, they're really going to like this? Like, Yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'd say on like any part of that entire spectrum from I hate it to I love it. Every possibility is, is, is yeah. completely possible when you have the artwork in your hand and you're getting ready to show them what you have. Um, one thing I have on my side is, you know, the, the experience and the fact that they sought me out, you know, if they're going to 
get a tattoo from me, then odds are they've seen what I do. And if they like what I do, they're going to like what I did for them in most cases. You know, Um, I don't really have a lot of um, situations where I don't hit it out of the park the first time out, which is weird to say, because for, let's say, a decade, I had like nothing but that. It was like, hey, I drew this cool thing for you. What do you think? They're like, "Um, (laughs) I'm glad you did something, but that's not what I asked for. And the way that I, you know, remedy that is really trying to put myself in my client's shoes and, you know, figure out as much of their thought process and what they're going through, where they're coming from and what they're wanting as I can. So when I'm creating, it's not self-serving, like, you know, it's for them. Yeah. And generally, I feel like if you, uh, if you are putting all the energy into what the client actually wants, you're usually going to come up with a pretty good, you know, a, a good thing to show them that's going to connect with them. Yeah, and I and I like kind of what you said about, and I think people considering getting a custom tattoo should know this, like seeking out an artist that you feel like you really connect with their art, and then going and having a conversation with them. Yeah. 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 Like my first, you know, my first, I got lucky with my first sleeve. Um, the person I met with, I walked in there with a, with a piece of art and I was like, I want you to tattoo this. And mm-hmm. he looked at it and very nicely said, he said, no, let me, let me just, <laughs> he's, that's not what I do. Right. And I didn't really know. I didn't know anything about the custom process. He's like, that's not right. what I do. But he said, that's a really great start. Here's how I'm seeing it. Then he started right. describing his ideas to me and he kind of he sold me his vision and then he right. went off and I loved it. And, you know, we, then we had this two year long, you know, relationship of, you know, building the pieces on my arm and integrating them yeah. and <laughs> like building that, that, that trust relationship. And, exactly. and, and it has become, you know, we yeah. finished that arm, but, yeah. and so I guess, sorry, it's a long winded way of me getting to when I w- decided I wanted to do a new sleeve, I spent a lot of time, looking at the artists like their style of art that I liked um mm-hmm. I wanted to um have um a woman do mm-hmm. a, a entire sleeve for me just because I'd spent so much time with like male artists <laughs> I wanted a different like a different point a different perspective and a different point of view yeah. represented through Definitely. that person's art yeah. um and anyways so I yeah. spent a lot of time in that yeah well, yeah, it's frustrating when I see online and people are like, I want to get a tattoo. Where should I go? And it's like, no, no, no. Who should you go to is what you, the question you should be asking. Mm-hmm. And I always like recommend like I'll recommend shops, but I'll be like, you have to look at the style of the artist and you have to figure out what it is that you're looking for and what style you connect always. to. So, yeah. Um, has there <laughs> been a, has there been a time where you've had to say to somebody, I can't tattoo that image or that idea or that part of your body. Yeah. I'm curious if that's ever a conversation you have to have with somebody. Uh, I have parts of that conversation all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, um, starting about with the, with the, I can't tattoo that. Usually there is a happy medium somewhere or if someone wants something, as long as it's not offensive to me or anyone else that will come in contact with it, you know, that's kind of where like my personal line is. I don't do anything that's offensive. You know, it's, it's, um, there's a lot of art out there and, you know, like 
when there's when there's a valid possible complaint, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to be a part of that, so right. I'm not going to do that. I'm sure, you can find someone to do that, but it's not for me. Yep. You know, and I mean, that's you know, it's like we there there are general things that we all agree on there. You know, um, when it comes to what's the second part of that, it wasn't the uh, uh, any second part of that question. Uh, any part of the body, you've <laughs> kind of been like, no, I it's not for me or I just, gotcha. I don't want to do that. <laughs> that one, not so much, yeah. you know, it's one of those deals where um, if I'm tattooing something that's, you know, in a delicate area, usually the most important thing to me is that the person that's getting it is comfortable. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, I want to make sure that you want me tattooing that area before I'm just like, yo, we're going into this thing. It's going to go all the way up here and down here and in there. It's like we, <laughs> I would much rather that, you know, everyone understands like, you know, that there's a solid amount of respect as soon as you walk in there, you know, and like, no matter what's happening, as long as you're on board and you're solid about it and you've had time to think about it and I'm the guy for that, yep. then I'll do it for you. Cause you know, like the, the body, like the whole body is a canvas to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and was there a third question in that? No, thing that, there? no, just those two pieces, but <laughs> those two. Yeah. And, you know, in my own experience, the weirdest thing, and I think people probably, there's a huge amount of variability in how people respond to tattoos. Like I had heard the yeah. armpit is the worst, right? Uh, I had no problem yeah. when I got my armpit tattooed. It was my elbow that just yeah, made elbow. me want to like jump off the table through the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, and yeah. So. Um, yes. Yeah. What are you saying? I don't know what I was going to ask. What are you ask. saying? So do, are people ever like really, are they ever surprised like in how a tattoo feels and are there, I mean, I don't know. I guess when Have I'm, you ever had like anybody just get up and walk off the table and be like, I can't handle this thank anymore. You. You've cleared that up nicely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Stomping uh, Jen. No, actually, yeah. not in a very long time. And I think there's a, there's a reason for that. The longer you're working on, you know, like just your skills in general, if you care about what someone feels like when they're being tattooed, you find ways in your technique to lessen the trauma of it, you know? Yeah. So with me in the past, I'd say, I don't know, uh, seven or eight years or so, I've really just kind of tried to distill my process down to efficiency and doing, you know, just the right amount of like this is going to hurt for this long and i'll yeah. be out of that and you'll be fine you know yeah. um but there are some areas that just suck in general yeah. you know no matter what like like you're saying the armpit and the elbow um for me strangely enough in my own body between the bicep and the shoulder there's this like line that just goes that connects the muscles for some reason on both arms that was like the worst portion of my body to ever tattoo wow. and i'll never understand why because it's such a common area yeah but i think i'm just weird so i get it <laughs> and you know and um, then, oh sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say um way back in the day there was a guy who got this rib tattoo and he had you know these like his eyes were way bigger than his you know than his, mm -hmm. than his, his like threshold i guess you would say and uh we did this like we started this big line of text and i mean it was literally probably 13 years ago at this point and as soon as i touched him with the needle he starts freaking out and this guy is like i fluent enough in five languages to cuss me out the entire time in all of them 
you know? <laughs> so we had a good three hours of him just like wanting to get off the table and walking around the room, coming back and sitting down and saying, okay, fine, I got this. And then fucking like sacra blue and then running around again. <laughs> and um, this continued until his girlfriend showed up. Uh-uh. And as soon as she walks through the door, he just sits still and like, you know, just grits and bears it basically. And I'm just like, that's all you needed. All you needed was someone else to watch you and say you're not tough. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing to me. Oh, that's so, funny. but those things are few and far between now, which is yeah. great for me, you know? Yeah. I have um, one artist um, I'm working with on this, my second sleeve, like towards the <laughs> end, like towards the end of, I'm proud of the fact that I I've been able you. to sit through two sleeves. Um, towards the end of like a long session, mm-hmm. um, they'll break out the lidocaine and yeah. spray yeah. me down. And I just, I, I love them for that. <laughs> just, you know, after, after a, brutal meat grinding session yeah. on your arm like yeah. and like <laughs> right. you can't even feel it and you could fall asleep and then when it starts to wear off you're like please more more oh please because like, right. then you can feel the pain beginning to creep up yeah. do you um do you have any thoughts about topical anesthetics or do you like do you i mean i know i know of talking to some people they're like no but then, you know pain is part of the process and some people are like yeah if it's a really bad session i'll 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 spray a little on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't believe that pain has to be a part of the process. Like yeah. inherently in tattooing, it's going to hurt. But me telling someone else that they should be able to take it yeah. is, you know, like that's, that's beyond me. Like everyone is different. So yeah. um, I generally, I don't personally try to use any topical stuff when I'm tattooing if I can stand it. But uh, if someone um, asks about them, is used to being tattooed with them and has, you know, enough knowledge about them that, uh, you know, they feel comfortable, yeah. then I'll let them, you know, either put on topical before, or if they have their own that they can bring in that stage just with them, you know, then I can use it while we're working mm-hmm. when we get into the session, you know, a, a good ways. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to start too early with it because, you know, if you use it two or three times, then eventually it's not as effective as it was. Yeah. And then you start changing the skin consistency. That's what I look out for the most is mm-hmm. to make sure that when you are applying it and like, you know, everyone's different. Sometimes you can have a weird like gelatinous reaction in your like within the skin that makes it harder to tattoo on. And if that's the case, then, you know, you just alter your technique and you kind of have to baby a little bit. And then on the next session, you know, probably don't use that stuff if you can stand it. But I'm all about everyone just doing whatever they have to do to get through the session and hopefully even enjoy it dare i say yeah i i i i enjoy it i mean like right up until the end kind of um yeah That's usually you go for like marathons i know is if is everybody's skin different enough where like at the beginning of a session you you're like all right i gotta find out if this person has concrete skin or this person has marshmallow skin is there like and how oh, yeah. And how and how long does it take you to kind of like get into the groove and figure out what kind of skin you're working with? Is it? All right. Uh, <laughs> yes. The answer is definitely yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, I would say within the first five minutes, I have to know everything I can know about this person's skin. Yeah. You know, while I'm tattooing, because you know some of the tattoos like you don't really have room to figure out what's happening. Some things are you know small and quick and you know over 
in minutes maybe and uh certain sessions that are much longer and all that i want to have as much information as possible and you get all that with the first couple of lines you know if i'm you know, lining something and I, you know, some of the skin's fighting me or I have a couple of skips or things just don't go as buttery and smoothly as I was anticipating, mm-hmm. then it's time to, you know, very, you know, quickly figure out what went wrong and try something different. Yeah. Uh, last, even this week, there was a client that kind of just had this, it, like, if if a rhino didn't have bones, it's just <laughs> one of those like very tough exterior, but so elastic as well yeah. that it's like, well, I have to figure out how I can stretch this, but also, you know, what the like what my liner is doing. Like, do I have to turn my machine up like higher to anticipate what's what's getting the, the resistance that I'm getting, or do I run it slower? Do I change out needles? And I went as far as to, you know, change out a needle to see if it worked any better. It didn't, so I went back to what I wanted to use, and mm-hmm. in a five-minute time period, I figured out the best way to attack it. After I did that, it was smooth sailing, yeah. but that's always first and foremost to get the lay of the land. And you must have a really intuitive feeling now, like, oh, this this feels like good skin. Like, you know, like this is right. nice and smooth, and I'm not going to have to make those kinds of adjustments. You have such nice skin. Thank you, Stomping Jen. Um <laughs> One th- had, so this is going to be a weird question. Not even like taking my bait. Like it's just like. I have a lot of these. He has a whole Frank, list of questions. Frank has some good information here. I want to try to pull out of him. Um, I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, has so, I'm curious. Do you think about tattoos that you've completed after they walk out the door, like you're washing dishes, and like then that'll hit you like, oh wow, that tattoo I did you know, three months ago and just you'll think about it or like, do they, they stay a part of you in some way or can you forget them easily? Cause you must, you must've done thousands of them by now. Yeah. I, 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 I have done thousands for sure. I don't <laughs> even have a working yeah. number of, you know, how many I possibly could have done, but I can definitely say that um, every experience more or less does stay, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, there are people that I probably haven't seen in 12, 13 years. And if I see the tattoo, I can go right back to that session and like, you know, remember like weird facts about it. You know, like mm-hmm. there was one guy I was over at the, uh, at the big E actually when I was out that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was talking to me for like five minutes and I'm just trying to like answer enough things vaguely to figure out who this guy is, you know, cause I didn't have it yet. And then I saw the inside of his arm and I was like, oh shit, like, you know, you work at this museum down here and your mom does this and you do that. So it's like, I mm-hmm. was able to jump into the real conversation yeah. once I saw that because those things don't leave. Now, when it comes to the tattoos themselves, I think I've trained myself pretty good into not really focusing on everything that I did in the session like the day after, like at the, the, the night that I do my tattoo, when I go home, I'm probably stewing over it on the car ride home. I'm talking about it with my partner when I get home for a while, when it goes time to like post the picture and go through all the things, I'll give it a look over and I'm remembering, you know, what I did, but everything to lessen. So I do generally, you know, keep those things. Now, whether good or bad, you can't hold on to it too long because enough of those build up if you like, you know, made mistakes or did things you would do differently the next round 
um, you can't hold on to those because it's already done. Yeah. So it's more like observing, learning, and then just like throwing any emotional attachment away, you know, because at that point it's no longer mine. Yeah. Is there, is there kind of like, do you dream, do you ever dream about tattooing? <laughs> good dreams or nightmares and is there is there a equivalent of i went to school without my pants tattooing nightmare you know um i sleep real hard you know that's <laughs> one of those things where yeah like once i go to sleep i don't know what the hell's happening i do know that there were times where i would sleep for you know six seven eight hours but not feel rested whatsoever because in my dream i just had a whole nother day of work you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where there are tattoos that I've done that I've never actually done. I just remember them because I just couldn't, you know, get into REM sleep or whatever. Yeah, I'm so envious of you hard sleeping people. Oh, um, Stomping Jen here is one of those hard sleepers. She lays down, closes her eyes. She's oh, a, yeah. she's asleep within five seconds. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've got a good two hours of tossing and turning ahead of me before I fall asleep. Yeah, yep. I'm so envious of that. Whatever that biological ability is to be able to just Sorry. sleep hard. Um, Apologies. So do you have, um, I noticed on your website when I was looking at it, you list a number of styles that you work in. Um, and there are a number of tattooing styles mm-hmm. out there. Um, yes, educate yourself. People. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have, do you have a favorite or preferred style like your you know, do you say, you know, oh, I really hope I can do this particular style today, or do you do you just enjoy them all? Oh, let's see here. Um, like, there's there's a yes and no to all of that. It's all situational. Yeah. I would say that um, I really enjoy tattooing as a whole, and even though there are so many different like styles or genres, I approach them all the same way, more or less. Basically, it's like. Um, you know, it's like if you're baking, no matter what kind of food you're making, like the tools are the same and, and some of the techniques are, you know, there. So you always, I'm going to start everything the same way I want it to be, but at the end of it, it's going to look traditional or it's going to look realistic or it's going to be like, you know, this color fantasy piece. Um, I've kind of trained myself into not seeing a difference while I'm in it, you know, um, and that's been really cool and something I've kind of obsessed over for a while. So, like, I don't really have a favorite style anymore. I think it goes in with the seasons or, you know, like this week, I'm like, oh, man, I've seen some rad traditional stuff out there. I kind of want to, you know, do some of that. I'll do some more of that. So I'll mm-hmm. make up something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I love the, like, the ease of use of, like, the black and gray realism or illustrative. So it's one of those, like, oh, I would love to just sit and chill on that because of how my week has been, you know, but really all of it is, um, I, I enjoy every, every bit of it <laughs> really. Yeah. Like that's all I can say to it. Um, in, in terms of giving a, doing a tattoo, um, do you have, do you have a, a favorite part, whether it's the outlining, the, the, you know, the shading. coloring, the shading, like, is there, a part of it that you can just like really lose yourself in and get in that like flow state and not be thinking too much and just really into it. At this point, I would say the entire process is that for me. Sure. And the reason it works that way now is because, well, like, okay, you've all been, you've been tattooed heavily, both of you, 
you know, there, there's different, you know, needle groupings and all these sets and techniques yeah. that you have to do, you know, the, but I figured out my way of doing any, making any mark or doing any technique that I want to do with any of the needles that I have mm. at, my, at my disposal. So, you know, like I can, you know, do a, I can line a whole piece with a three liner or a five liner, or I can turn a 27 mag on its side and do the same thing. Uh, tattooing has gotten way more expressive, even though the tattoos themselves, um, like, you know, as an art form, tattooing is sort of confined and there are rules to all these things. But I found ways to get around them enough for me to just have fun the entire time. You know, like there are areas on probably the same tattoo where like I've shaded this entire thing with a liner or I've shaded this other half with like a 27 mag and making them look like they were all done with the same utensil or the same, you know, tool. Um, that's kind of what I geek out on. So yeah. any part of the tattoo, whether someone wants color or, or they don't, or they want hard lines or they want, you know, very, very soft lost edges, like all of it to me is kind of in that state of like, I can make this happen with pretty much anything I have. So yeah. now it's just figuring out how I want it to look. And that's mm -hmm. where you zone out. And I've got my reference. I've got the, uh, you know, my accumulated skills. And then, you know, just like whatever movie's on or the music in the background and we're just creating. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot more fun these days than it ever really was. What's the funniest thing that's happened to you? Well, tattooing or, or a funny moment that you can think of. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to be the funniest, but. Oh, man. Let's see here. Um, you know, you can think of a million of those until yeah. someone asks you that question. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like, hey, be funny. Um, no, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. If I were to answer that, I'd say in this studio, generally it's because all the booths are, um, I'm at the studio right now, by the way, oh, cool. all the booths are like, they're, they're open at the top. Yeah. So, you know, we can all kind of have conversations back and forth and the people I work with are fun. So, you know, everyone that's there generally ends up knowing everybody by the time they leave, you know? So we cut up and have a lot of fun. That's great. Now, um, there was one person that came into the studio years ago and wanted to do a, um, his you know, theory of evolution, basically. And he got Jesus Christ riding a velociraptor. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he was just like very serious and played the whole thing super straight. Like I would be an asshole for asking like anything about that, you know? <laughs> And right. looking back on it through the entire process, I was just like, dude, like, I'll never know if this guy, like, obviously he's serious. He's getting a tattoo on his back. But, like, is he fucking with me right now? Like, <laughs> how is any of this working? Yeah. And uh, the tattoo was cool, and he ended up being a super cool dude. But, like, everyone that, you know, came in and looked at it, they were just like, oh, it's so cool. This is like, oh, oh. and he's just like, well, this is what I believe. <laughs> and he just like he played it so straight that I just loved it, and to me that was like the the, the the dryness of it was hilarious. Yeah, that's cool. Um, is there anything really scary that's happened while tattooing that you think back on? You're like, ooh, that was a that was a close call. You know, like with somebody oh, like yeah. fainting and falling off a table, or like some. You know, I'm just curious if you if you have any moments like that that you think about and you're like, I'm lucky that turned out. Tons. Okay. I have tons of them. 
Um, there was one guy, and luckily he had a lot of hair. Like it was just like, I would say it was it, it was tattooing a real life version of like sideshow Bob. You know? <laughs> and um, he just got these small initials on his forearms, and they weren't going to take very long. We did one side, and he was like, "All right, cool. I'm ready for the next one. That was easy. Let's get it." And I go to the other arm and do just a couple of lines and you see the, all the color in this dude's face just leak. Oh, and no. he's like, well, I'm going to stand up for a second. Just give me a minute. I'm going to walk this off and it's all good. He stands up and I look at him and I stand up and it's one of those times where you're looking at a guy and you're like, I should probably catch this dude. <laughs> he's getting ready to go out. Oh God. And yeah. So while I was like, you know, figuring out how I would try to, grab him if his you know knees buckled um he fell right backwards into my mirror is what it was oh my god and it was oh man it was so crazy because he fell through the mirror and put a hole in the wall basically right and was flat out just like didn't even know where he was did i guarantee you he forgot he was getting a tattoo and uh he woke up i stood him up he dusted himself off I checked the guy for, you know, lacerations and, you know, like possibly a lobotomy at that point. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, he was totally fine. Oh, wow. And he sat down, got the rest of his tattoo, and then he left. And in hindsight, he should have probably paid for the mirror at least. But um, he just, it was, it was so, it, it was scary to see. And I was just so stoked and happy that he didn't hurt himself Yeah, because it could have been a very serious accident. You yeah. Know? That was crazy. And then the other one, which is, um, actually a lot funnier than I, I remember it being at first. Um, I was tattooing, um, a friend of mine's friend, basically. So my buddy's in the booth with us while we're tattooing. And uh, they're talking about movies or something. I'm working on this guy's ankle. And I'm looking down, focusing on the tattoo. And the like, I go to dip in the ink and I come back to run a line. And then his leg just shoots up and just like out of my view. And I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> well, I guess because he was leaning on the table and he was talking to his buddy, he just passes out immediately and falls off the table. Oh, my right? God not the funny part yeah but um (laughs) so he falls off the table and i mean like basically like face first like out and uh so i'd hop up i you know grab a cold compress i run over to him put it under his armpit and i'm kind of like holding this guy just like all right you gotta wake up eventually and i want to make sure that you don't hit anything while you're out or whatever you know and then he wakes up and it's 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 the weirdest face I've ever seen on a person because it was pure terror. He had no clue what had just transpired, like where he was and why this large black man was holding him like he was a baby. And I was like, so he woke up and he's like, whoa. And I'm just like, all right, just so you know, I didn't teleport. Like, you know, you were out for a while. You know? Yeah. But yeah, no, he woke up, he was fine. You know, he was a little embarrassed, but he got the tattoo done, and we just made jokes about it afterwards. So he kind of like was like, all right, cool. Wow. You know, in my my heart of hearts, though, I was terrified for a second because I was like, that was about two and a half feet right on your forehead, you know? Yeah. I mean, those two stories remind me of how physical the work of tattooing is, 
you know, can you talk about how that's, you know, impacted your, you know, your body or what steps you have to take to maintain your, you know, physical well-being to do that work? Yeah. Um, Well, I can start by saying that I'm not doing everything I should be doing at this moment. You know, like for the past couple of months, like I've kind of like taken a break from working out as much and mm-hmm. all the stretching that I should definitely be doing. Yeah. Well, in fact, I tried this morning when I woke up to like roll my back out and, you know, just get a little more mobility going. And I was like, I am so out of practice. Yeah. But um, because tattooing is so uh, physically demanding in the in the way of like, I'd say isometrics almost like I'm in one position that is unnatural yep. for you know hours on end, and I'm doing it every day to some degree. Um, I can definitely tell how long I've been working, like through my work week, by how my back feels. Yeah. You yeah. know, if I put in, if I put in, let's say, like you know, four full day sessions. When I get home on you know Thursday night, Friday night, I'm sitting there like curled up on my couch, not wanting to do anything because my back is just killing me. Yeah. So exercising, stretching, you know, getting sleep, which is something yeah. that I'm very guilty of not doing when I should, you know, but like more so now than I did, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. One of those things, you know, eating well, all the shit that they tell you to do to live a long life, you have to do to be a tattooer now after you're not in your 20s anymore, you know? Yeah. Is there a lot of awareness of that? in the tattooing artist community now is 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 self-care part of the the narrative amongst the community way more now than it used to be back in the day if you told somebody you were going to do a yoga class (laughs) they would just try and like shame you out of the studio and make you feel weird about it and now if you tell somebody you're probably not doing a yoga class they're going to have react the same way you know (laughs) It's uh, it's one of those things where I'm actually really stoked that people, you know, give more of a shit now to keep us doing this for, you know, 50, 60 years if we have to, because there's no retirement plan. But you look at all these, um, you know, the traditional guys that are still with us, you know, most of them, like they probably can't even really extend their arm all the way out if they wanted to, you know, it's like your hand has these residual shakes from tattooing for, you know, decades. Yeah. And um, they're all things that could have been corrected or prevented if you just took care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. And how, so that, that leads me kind of into a thought is, do you think technology could be a solution? And like, and just more, I guess more generally, like how do you see the technology of tattooing continuing to evolve? Like it started with, you know, somebody with a, you know, with a stick and charcoal ink, you know, like 5,000 years ago. Stick and poke. Like where, where do you see um, the technology of tattoo potentially evolving towards, you know, will it continue to evolve? It'll definitely continue to evolve. And whether those things stick or not, is going to be an interesting thing. Like every year someone's creating something new or improving on something that was done way back in the day. Um, some are, you know, like uh, some are great improvements or great ideas. Some are just like weird novelty things that you might use for a month and they're gone. Uh, the coolest thing that I have seen recently is the um, the advancement of the wireless tattoo machine, huh. which is crazy to think about, but it's a real thing. 
You know, I think uh, like seven, eight years ago when I stopped using a foot switch and I was so like, this is the future. Like, I don't have to keep my foot on, like I'm, I'm not sewing anymore, basically. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's amazing what that did for people's backs because you're no longer playing Twister. Like you'd have to be mm-hmm. chasing that thing around all the place while you're sitting there tattooing and you're contorting more because your entire body is into it. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I know how to use a foot switch now. So, you know, it's one of the things I would also say that like, um, the rotary machines, all the new advancements, like old school tattooers may call them dildos, yeah. <laughs> but I call them useful tools. They yeah. are in my daily uh, regimen of like what I, you know, use to tattoo because they're so much lighter and they're uh, a lot more to the point and I don't have to worry about how they're performing that day. I always kind of say, um, you know, coil machines are uh, moody in the same way that a classic car is, you know, they're like super cool and you can spend a lot of time getting to know them specifically, working with them, you know, learning like their personality. But when it comes to a rotary machine, while it may not be specifically whatever like what every coil machine does, you know, it does a lot of things very well. It's kind of a jack of all trades. And, uh, you know, it's lighter and I feel better after a day of using it. So like that one advancement was, you know, it it it, it created so much more space for people in tattooing and mm-hmm. kept them going longer. And now they're doing them cordless. You know, I can literally put a battery in the back of my machine and, wow. you know, tattoo on top of a mountain if i wanted to it's really weird shit but you know it's that much closer to just being like a pen or right. you know like a paintbrush that's awesome yeah do you do you think and i've asked this of everyone who's ever tattooed me so <laughs> do you think there'll ever be like somebody will try to invent like a robot that can tattoo people you know oh it's already there oh it is yeah. <laughs> Robot tattoos. Yeah. Okay. I'm against it. How do you feel <laughs> yeah. about that? All right. So um, let's see. A lot of us, uh, you know, everybody fears the, the future. Like, you know, things yeah. we don't understand. Like, you know, what's going to happen to tattooing if we have all these robots doing these, you know, perfect tattoos that, you know, that don't have any artistry behind them. But in, you know, in my in my, you know, like view of how tattooing is for everyone most of the time, there is an artist in every studio in the country that only does something that's on Pinterest or something that someone, you mm-hmm. know, brings in and wants the direct, you know, um, copy of. And most custom tattooers or even just good tattooers mm-hmm. that are worth their salt have their own ideas. They don't want to do that shit. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. like, you know, I... I don't, I don't want to do your infinity symbol right now because I've right. done 400 of them. So I think that that machine would be um, about as useful as a laser machine. You know, it's one of those for, 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 for tattoo removal. Like we've got all these tattoo removal places out there and they haven't like fundamentally changed how tattooing works. It's just an add on, you know? Yeah. Um, I think once you can, you know, get a, a machine to, do a large scale back piece in 10 minutes uh which sounds like the most painful thing you could ever put yourself (laughs) through actually yeah um then we would be you'd see a shift in the industry you wouldn't have tattooers 
working as much as you would have, you know, illustrators and people that have these degrees doing tattoos, but it would still live on. You know, I feel like, um, and the, the machine that I'm talking about, like there's actually a thing someone created where you can put your arm in this thing and it has actuators and reads the dead, the depth, and it can like tattoo a circle on an actual person. It's the weirdest wow. shit, but it's it's there. And um, so I don't hate them. And I'm, I don't think that they would like, you know, render us obsolete. There's no, you know, Skynet thing happening. But <laughs> I do think it's just another tool that you'd be able to buy and put in your shop. Yeah. I love that you perspective. Know? I think that's a, I think that's a really healthy perspective, you know, you know, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess like really people, there are so many different varieties of people who get tattoos. I mean, the clients, I'm not yeah. talking about the artists or yeah. the style, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, I don't yeah. know. So, <laughs> so you, so you, you just all- totally like, like, Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. I didn't mean to cut you that, off. No, go ahead. No, that's okay. I just didn't have time to get my thoughts. Oh, no. Get it out. <laughs> I'm going to jump over there and pull it out of you. You're going to pull it out yep, of me? Yeah, go oh ahead. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. No, like I I have many multiple different tattoos by different artists, but some people just like to go to one artist or some people just want like the flash or they just want like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not even asking a question. It's okay. Yeah, I just want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, those are just my thoughts. They're good thoughts. Thanks. I'm going to. Thanks. The one. The, oh, oh, the yeah, board came the, out. Yeah. The, the board one. came out. Yep. There you go. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, what I wanted, what I wanted to ask um, Frank was you're also the owner of your business. Yes. And how does that um, intersect with, you know, being a tattoo artist too? I mean, how do you, how do you juggle those two? I, I imagine. Nice that's a difficult thing to have to balance. I really don't want to give the trade secret of how easy it is. <laughs> tattooing. <laughs> but um, the way my shop is set up, like by design, we keep it very simple. You know, like if I was running um, a business where I had to like look after all the artists and see what everybody was up to. And, you know, we're, we're doing booking in house and we're, um, you know, making sure everyone's getting paid out the right way and all that, like that to me is like the, 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 the businessy business side of things. Um, I only hired artists that a, I trust and enjoy mm-hmm. and B that can take care of their own shit, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. So, uh, in my studio, it's basically just a booth rent setup and everyone has, you know, free reign of the place as long as they respect it and are, you know, representing, themselves and us well mm-hmm. and um you know like my, my my partner and my assistant help out a whole lot like my assistant schedules for me and my partner you know uh doesn't forget the things that we need whenever someone's like hey we're out of something or like we need something taken care of and like you know so it's it's a, it's a group effort but it's so much easier than i than than, than it would seem you know mm-hmm. as long as i'm sitting there and taking care of my stuff, making sure the bills are paid and the place is open and the lights are on. We have a functioning studio. Do you, do you have a, have you taken on an apprentice ever? Wow. Yeah. This is interesting. Cause my, my apprentice just backed out today. Oh no. Yeah. It was interesting. And, um, and in a surprise, was- we're going to have your apprentice appear right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right yeah um it was it was an okay thing um and i think it was very mature of him to see it 
the the right way you know he's just not there yet you know he's got um he's he's about 24 and he's got a job that job is used to pay for all the things that he um needs to take care of and right now he feels like there are a lot of things keeping him from being at the studio as much as he wants to be so you know he would have been um just coming in every saturday for a couple of hours and that's not really possible when you want to like you know learn a trade because i spent you know 12 to 16 hours in the studio every day when i was his age you know yeah and um i think there's definitely ways to figure all these things out but like you know he just he 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 needs to put himself in a position where his goals align with the time that he has and uh he came to that realization before i told him he was fucking up so uh it was good you know and um yeah and it's one of those things where whenever he's ready and he wants to come back to it then the door is open like you know he didn't do anything that was irredeemable he just wasn't pulling his weight right yeah wasn't ready at the right time yeah has having you mentioned earlier um that you have a child and a partner has having a has having a family changed your relationship with tattooing you know is 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 very much so is frank yeah is frank the tattooer now much different than the frank you know 20 years ago or 15 years ago oh god yeah Yeah, that guy like i can't say he was an asshole but like i wouldn't really um I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't trust him with my studio right about now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Let's say like uh me 15, 16 years ago, like it was hard for me to get to work at two thirty in the afternoon. You know? It was yeah. just one of those can you hear me still? My, yep. Yeah. A little, yep, absolutely. Uh, cool. I think my uh my earbud just did a thing. I'm gonna change that yep. real quick if I it's can. Okay, yep. Yeah. All right, do you yep. hear me? Yep, we're yep. good. Yep. yep. All right, sweet. Can you hear me now? Yep. yep. We're good. All right, cool. You're back in my ear. Okay. Thank Woo. you. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah. I would say uh Frank sixteen years ago. Um was just, you know, it's like I had drive and I had, you know, a lot of, of fun in the tattoos I was doing and I wanted to be better. But I was also partying a lot and I was everywhere and I was just doing what I wanted to. And when you're making you know, tattoo or money at a very young age, you're just like, oh, this is sustainable. Yeah. And it's not. You know? <laughs> yeah. So right. that was a that was a weird one, you know, but it worked and it was uh I had a lot of fun. Um tattooing now with the family having three kids, you know, and uh being just incredibly domesticated. Um I think I even have more fun. You know, it's one of those things where I had to figure out how to balance the two. And, you know, I can't say that I balance them well still to this day, but I try harder now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I also think like this, this, this quarantine period um, was another time that I was able to refocus what was important and where things were, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's really cool that I can, you know, hang out with the family uh, get my stuff drawn. You know, my partner's also an artist and my kids like to draw and stuff. So like art time is fun time as well. And it's a cool way to be able to, you know, work and play almost at the same time. And uh, when I get to work, I'm more focused because, you know, I don't really care to hang out here right. longer than I have to, you know, it's like, I want to check in with my guys and have a great time hanging with them. 
but they've got families too. So it's like, we're here, we get the job done, we go back home and then you repeat it again the next day. You know, I think um, not only do I have a stronger focus, but I know what I'm doing it for. And, you know, the fact that, you know, tattooing, you know, used to be, you know, everything. And I would say to a degree, it still is, but after family. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I just want to do a quick time check with you. We've crossed the one hour mark and want to see if you, where, how you're feeling, if you have time for a few more. Let's see here. I'm going to ask a quick question. Sure. You doing good? Yeah. You need anything? You're kind of hungry. Can you hang out for like another hour? Dope. <laughs> and she's gone. All right, cool. Yeah, we're good. We're, is her? Um, do you want me to edit out her name? Uh, sure. We'll call yeah. her. I think she has the same name as our daughter. I know. We're I gonna just... call her Space Unicorn too. She'd like that. Okay. Yeah. So she's yeah. Space Unicorn too. Yeah. All right. Um, let me just. I'm gonna write down the time. Space unicorn too. Is her and name? I'll make make sure I. Yeah, that's our daughter. Yeah. Name. Oh, that's right. awesome. That's um my 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 partner's grandmother. Yeah. Uh, her name was middle name. Was, so. Uh, that that was. Yeah. Mister Mister Sawtooth over here is. Yeah. <laughs> grandmother's middle name. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. Awesome. Okay, so he's like, all right, you, I was gonna no, it's just that. stomping. Jen just gave me five names to edit out. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, that happened. We'll just get back down to business. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Thanks, Frank. I appreciate it. Um. Yeah. So one um. Question I had is um. Do you, I think you answered this before, but I'll ask it again. Now that you've been doing tattooing so long, do you, when you're walking out there around the world, look at tattoos differently? Are you always analyzing them? them? Like not necessarily from a, that thing sucks or that thing's great, but from a, a, a a critical, like artistic perspective. Yeah. Technical perspective. Can you, can you not Uh. help yourself? I can help myself a lot by not doing that. Yeah. I, I don't anymore. I think there was a very long time and there is a, uh, a period that any tattooer or artist goes through that they are looking at everything because they're comparing themselves to everything around them, mm-hmm. you know? And for a very long time, like I'd look at someone's tattoos or someone else's work. And if I was somewhere getting a coffee, I'd see a tattoo on someone's arm. And like, I would, I would like, zone in on like let's see what's right with it let's see what's wrong with it and at this point in my life i i could give two shits it's like oh cool you like roses i dig that you have a tattoo you know Mm -hmm. um what's different for me as far as the analytical side of things is i'm analyzing the world daily and everything in it that i see because everything that you take in can be turned into something artistically you know like looking across the street out the window right now and I see the street light on the side of Walmart or whatever. And, you know, I'm looking at the, how I, how I would go about tattooing these rocks and how mm-hmm. I would make that light source work. You know, yeah. we were getting lunch earlier and I saw a steeple on this building and I was 
looking at it and thinking about how I would do it if I was watercoloring versus if I was using, versus if I was using acrylic paint. You know, it's yeah. one of those like, I can't not do that. I'm pretty sure even looking at people, I'm not actually even seeing human beings all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm looking at, you know, like, like, like depth of field and all these different, you know, like contours and curves and just seeing about how I would, you know, how I could use that. Yeah. So yeah, I can't turn it off, but I definitely don't so much do that with tattoos. And I think that's mainly because I'm happy with, you know, um, how I'm creating what I'm creating. And mm -hmm. I've got a very strong sense of self in that respect. Yeah. I feel like you have a very specific aesthetic in your tattoo do I? style. What is it? It's just Frank. Frank aesthetic. I don't know. I can dig that. Yeah. You also paint. I saw on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about um, what paint, maybe what painting means to you, or why you paint? Like why you paint? I'm curious <laughs> wow. if, if if there is an answer to that. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. it's a great question. Actually, um, I don't. I I think everything that I do outside of tattooing artistically helps me understand other aspects that I can use in tattooing. You know, and uh, it took me a long time to figure that out. Like, I, at first I was like, oh, I'm going to start painting and I want to I want to be a painter so I can be a respected artist and I can, you know, mm. like uh, just 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 get better at all these things. And it's like, no, nah, it's not how it works. Like, I, I am a respected artist in what I do. And because I don't spend 10 to 12 hours a day painting, there's no reason for me to compare myself to a person that does, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's just it. Like, I still feel like I'm a horrible painter. You know, it's like, I like the things that I create and they're always lessons, but the people that I look up to and look at, it's just like, yeah, no, like this is the only thing you guys do. So, you know, it, it, it has to be, there has to be a reason that I do it. Something that I enjoy and I'm actually getting out of it. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely not. So I can call myself a painter because yeah. I, I don't feel like I truly am, you know? I, um, I think some of, I don't know, I'm, I'm just a, I'm a commoner, right? But I, I don't know how to evaluate things, right? Nice. But I love everything I see. I'm just going to say it. What? Like, That's I, not true. I'm an easy date. Like, what? I don't know. What, <laughs> you are right now. What are you wait, talking about? Wait, what I want to say is <laughs> some of the best painters I have ever seen are tattooers. On canvas or on human canvas? Canvas, like regular canvas. You know, I'm thinking of, of some particular people. Yeah, that you... Yeah. You have, like, two artists. No, they're basically. amazing painters. Like, I, I just... I mm -hmm. feel like... So, like you're saying, I think somehow, you know, they... I mean, they're obviously mm -hmm. related art forms, but... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to, to make that observation, so I'm sure you're an amazing painter. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that the people that you're talking about are amazing painters. Yeah. <laughs> and I try. <laughs> um are there any other artistic um forms of expression you dabble in music other stuff um whittling i think everything else kind of fell off really um yeah. problem solving probably i yeah. think that's uh mm -hmm. that's that's uh that's a thing that i that i keep ready you know mm -hmm. yeah but yeah, no, I don't think I, like, I don't, I don't do much music at all anymore. You know, I let go of a lot of that. And there was no room at the time that I was, you know, that I would have really kept that up. 
um i've recently been thinking about grabbing an acoustic guitar again just so i could like you know get into playing more and like show my kids yeah. that you know that is an avenue that so there's a world out there to express yourself there you know did you but for, I, was, yeah. I was gonna ask did you used to play i did yeah i yeah. played guitar for played guitar for years okay. um some blues and mainly like you know background rhythm stuff i could help somebody else sound really good yeah <laughs> yeah I've always been impressed by rhythm guitar players. I can't play rhythm guitar. Like I can play like a melody on a guitar, like kind of lead guitar type of stuff, but I've never right. been able to figure out rhythm. Yeah. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. That's um, it. For me, trying to figure out runs was just not a thing that came naturally to me, you know? Do you do you have I don't want to ask this like I would say do you have favorite tattoo artists that you that you follow and you don't have to name them if you don't want to. I was just curious. Are there people you, you follow their work and you study their mm -hmm. work, you know, whether, yeah. Yes, I do. Um, there are people that I look up to still, you know, yeah. and tattooers that I enjoy, um, the fact that they tattoo, you know, I would say, um, if I can, if I can name some couple. Oh of yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's say like uh, there are some people that I enjoy because of their work ethic, like mm -hmm. just how much they produce and how consistent it always is. And there are some people who just kind of like changed my mindset over time into what tattooing could be and was. You know, I'd say in that category, you've got like you know Jeff Gobway and Tim Bedron, like some of those guys, just like really. I could sit and look at their catalog for a very long time and not get bored. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Burgess is one of those people to where it's like, I don't know how the hell he does what he does, you know? Um, uh, on the other hand, people like DJ Tamby and uh, Robert Hernandez, those are two extremely technical tattooers that I look at often enough to try and get a better sense of where I want to go with the art form. Yeah. You know, DJ, because he's just insanely fast, he's crazy concise, and he's just so good at what he's doing. And Robert Hernandez, because of the just pure expression that he's able to, you know, like, get through when he's working. It's insane to me that you can see a a, a sketch on someone's leg that is very rough and done in Sharpies, and it looks like something you would see in a comic book. But by the time it's done, you're looking at, one of the world's leading black and gray tattooers doing just some mind-blowing shit like it's, yeah. it's amazing to me and then you know people like robbie latos who are just so extremely dialed into what they do that you look at it and you're just like i don't know how i would ever approach that myself like mm -hmm. i don't think i have the skill set to understand everything that he's doing you know yeah and I don't think you ever lose that. Like, there's always a person that you're going to see that's just out there killing it in a way that you wish you were, even if you might be and just don't realize mm -hmm. it. You know, seeing it through someone else's lens, uh, it just keeps it exciting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm just, I'm just like, in my mind, I'm just thinking about all the different art. Uh, during this pandemic, I have been compulsively buying art from people. <laughs> It's been it's crazy. Yeah, like I have so much art coming and, and I, you know. So open up a print shop on your website immediately. <laughs> if you want to make some scratch, because 
she's ready to spend. I I have. I've bought like so much different art, but like, you know, like art just, there's so many different, and that's why I love tattoos. And like, I get to collect pieces of art and I get to look at it. Um, And I always complain because I have one of your tattoos on my back and I always forget that I have it. It's like my favorite tattoo, but I can never see. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it was actually the inspiration for he he did the frogs right he did our frogs yeah well, he did so, my frogs not your frogs yeah so you did these these purple frogs are a meaningful symbol in our in our in our life for lots of reasons yeah. so so she got it and i was like whoa that is awesome i want that yeah and i designed a whole i had my artist design a whole sleeve around the frogs so that's very cool so and and but our frogs don't look the same no because what i said to my (laughs) artist was i said i love what frank did there i want you to make this your own right that's the only you know the only thing i want in this tattoo that i'm gonna say please put in there are these frogs and Mm -hmm. the rest you have my the rest of my entire arm to do whatever you want Mm -hmm. and that's awesome yeah and it, it's been a great it's been a great process so yeah yeah so so your tattoo on jen inspired another one yes and yeah for you the right. idea lives on and all right and that's really cool like if i can because it's kind of ties into other things you already talked about yeah. so your tattoo with the frogs basically mm-hmm. the one that we that we did um i was heavily influenced at the time by gogoy's work mm-hmm and I was, you know, like most of what I was drawing and what I was creating when I was drawing things on, um, like the leaf structure, how they kind of jut out like that, you know, and um, the, the, the simplicity in the illustration, mm-hmm. like trying to make sure that like the thick lines were, you know, thick and concise and clean and not overcomplicated, but all of the black and gray shading was, you know, at a smooth, like, uh, you know, like the tattoo was built in the black and gray shading as far as your gradient went. Mm-hmm. And then the color was just kind of overlaid because everything, all the, all the meat, all the body was there. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was at the time, just like what I thought, like my pinnacle of tattooing was, I was like, I love, you know, simple color. I love soft black and gray. I love these, you know, hard, you know, graphic lines. And when you put them all together, it creates a beautiful piece. And even though I haven't seen this tattoo in how many years? Uh, so, like when did we do that? No. Oh, like five, maybe five years ago? Uh, it's got to be. I don't know. It was right before you left Massachusetts. Yeah. So, so it's like 2000, uh, probably 15, 16, yeah. maybe? It's a yeah. while ago. Yeah, about 14, five, yeah. 15? Yeah. 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 Like, I still remember almost every part of that session and everything that I did artistically on that tattoo because you can't forget that shit. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. 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 How did we get there? Um, I don't know. Cause <laughs> yeah, so I, we're so, all over the place. That's so why. <laughs> as I was preparing for this um, interview, and I was in doing some research and looking at your Instagram, and just thinking about the national conversation that's mm-hmm. been going on as of late, and mm-hmm. specifically around Black Lives Matter, and how... Yeah. You know, as as the media cycles tend to do, things are waning, right? And we've got to re-energize that we conversation where going. we can, right? Yeah. A, a question kind of popped into my mind about um, your experiences as a tattooer and, you know, where the industry is at in terms of diversity and inclusion and mm-hmm. if there was anything you wanted to say about that. Um, I was just curious. Yeah. Um, 
let's see here. There is there there is a very specific like um like 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 felling of dominoes that led to like me being able to tattoo in the industry in general, especially at the degree that I am. And mm-hmm. I feel like um, you know, understanding the history of that and how we came to that is incredibly important. Um it's 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 interesting i've had a lot like i'm a lot of conversations about this so far and i'm not even sure like where to attack it from yeah um the 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 first part of that is that like um if you ever get a chance to interview like carrie barbara or someone she is a wealth of knowledge for the history of tattooing when it comes to the uh like you know like the 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 fringe personalities or like the at the time the minority groups whether they were like you know people of color or you know different sexual orientations anything of that nature i feel like um you know she was incredibly instrumental in paving the way for me being able to do what i do yeah uh so that's rad and i really appreciate her for, for for doing that and, uh, you know, people like like Cliff Raven, who was, you know, one of the first, like, openly gay traditional tattooers way back in the day, like in the 70s, 80s or whatever. Um, you know, you're gonna have to time check that. Like, I, you know, I'm <laughs> sure. pretty sure it was the 70s. But, um, you know, just like doing doing super killer art. And at the time, not being as well known because he was different, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, holding on to those legacies of those people and understanding their stories was you know, really beneficial to me, you know, um, if you like from this conversation or just me talking in general ever, you know, I try to be as inclusive as I possibly can when it comes to tattooing and, uh, just living my life in general, you know? So also having these, you know, uncomfortable conversations with people that just want to know more. Um, I feel like, my place in tattooing right now has really kind of been fitted me and given me a voice to kind of uh, be listened to in that respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and specifically like, as far as like the whole black lives matter portion of this and where we are today as a society um, it's um, it's really weird to be um, a, a black man in tattooing right now with all of this happening. Um, I like there are there are definitely things that have affected me throughout my career the entire time that you know were never talked about or brought up or really even like you know seen as well like well maybe those experiences shouldn't have happened to you you know Mm -hmm. but I was alone in that conversation for such a long time so to have pretty much the world kind of asking me for my viewpoint at this point and you know it's 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 a lot but I'm really happy that it's happening. Yeah. You know, I really do hope that it continues to happen and that, you know, we do make the progress that we're, we're, that we're fighting for and have been fighting for, for yeah. fucking forever at this point. Um, I can say that um, tattooing right now is the most inclusive and like the best it's ever been for pretty much anyone. You know, I feel that if you if you want to be a tattooer in today's industry, you can. Mm-hmm. You know, there there aren't as many um, you know things stopping you or standing in your way uh, as there were when I started and any time before that. And that's yeah. for you know like 
like you know um like people of color you know the everyone it's 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 really it's like it's they, we have a long way to go with a lot of shit but yeah. like i would be remiss if i didn't say that tattooing today in, two, in 2020 is so different from what it was in 2005 you know yeah. that's great to hear and yeah no it's awesome and i mean like you know we're not there yet yeah <laughs> but like we're, we're 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 better you know and um i think it's awesome seeing all the uh like like all the, the 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 excellent like women that are tattooing as well that are just like killing it out there, mm-hmm. and there was never any reason or any time like any any specific thing that should have kept people from doing that. Like art is an equalizer. Like you know it, it's if you put the work in, uh, you can create these amazing things. And I'm so happy that so many more people are having the opportunity to show their art through their lens like that's what we were missing for a hundred goddamn years you know yeah. is that like all the tattoos were you know generally created by you know old white dudes mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're not getting a full scope when that happens yeah yeah and even the stigma around getting tattoos is so different now than it was oh yeah years yeah. ago you know i remember like my my mom had this like whole thing she'd be like people who get tattoos are bad people and i'd be like um, am I a bad person? Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, no. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That is, it, that is interesting. You know, I have found myself in many business situations where I, I walk into a room with a, with a, with a jacket on and sit down and start talking. And then I take off my shirt and reveal all of my tattoos. And you could see the eyes fall upon you and the, the, yep. the slowly dawning look of horror um, oh my god i had one 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 person turn to me and go do you do you ride motorcycles it's like uh no i've never ridden a motorcycle in my life yeah. <laughs> i just like art i want it on my body uh, oh no you guys tell frank this story so we went to uh slayer was playing out here we went to the slayer concert and we don't listen to slayer but we went to the slayer concert because like why not like let's go to it was the slayer fun. concert yeah. but like People like thought Sawtooth was like hardcore Slayer material with his beard and like statues, and like people were like, "Oh man!" At least five people yep. came up to me, and they know. tried to connect. With they tried to connect with me. <laughs> it's like I've never. A couple of them I told. I'm just. I'm here to have. I've never just listened have a good to Slayer. Time. Yeah, they were all cool. Yeah, it was funny. Um, Did you enjoy the show? Oh, I loved it. It was so much fun. <laughs> I could That's not. Awesome. I could not listen. I tried listening to a Slayer album before the show. I couldn't do it. Yeah. But I loved the show. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. mosh pit. It was so That's much awesome. fun, and yeah. the music was great live. And yeah. you know, they're up there. You know, you could. They're like they're all in their fifties now. Yeah, old you know, dudes. they're old dudes, <laughs> and they're having fun and smiling and laughing yeah. and singing about Satan, and it's just <laughs> you, know, you could just seeing them have fun with it was. Yeah like great for me you know like i loved it um or all right um i know we're going long um i just wanted to ask about i know you've been on the ink master tv show which we've watched Mm -hmm. and we love that show and i just wanted to ask if you want to talk a little bit um about your experience being on that show and and the impact on your professional life your personal life Mm -hmm. Um, yeah um it's it's interesting i 
like, okay, so like in the industry outside of actually being on the show, everyone has these, you know, preconceived notions of like how it has to be and, you know, what it is for the tattoo industry. And a lot of what you hear isn't so much like positive sometimes, yeah. you know, but like I loved all of it. And it's weird saying that because when you're actually filming and you're going through it day to day, and it's one of the most stressful things that you'll probably ever be involved in mm -hmm. as a tattooer, you know? So it's like, there's nothing to, you know, readily be like, oh man, I loved how like, you know, we had to be in the hot sun for 16 hours trying to get this one shot, you know? Yeah. But like, I really did enjoy everything about the, the show itself and the business of it. Um, being on the first season that I went to, season 10, uh, it was, I, I didn't know why I was going there to begin with. It yeah. was like, I got a phone call saying, Hey, like, you know, do you, we're, we're interested in talking to you about this. You might be a cool personality and your work is cool. So let's see if we can put you on the show. And, uh, they did that for season nine. It didn't happen. So I thought mm. that was just it. Like, you know, Oh, I got a, I got an interview and that was the time that I almost went on television, you know? Yep. So season 10 happens, I get a phone call and you're like, Hey, we got a spot for you. If you want it, can you leave in like two weeks? Uh, oh, geez. And, uh, yeah. So I was just like, well, I'm going to talk to the family real quick here, but the answer is yes. We just clear it first. And, um, everyone was excited. Like we had an idea that it would do a lot for my career in general, but didn't know what to expect. So, yeah. You know, fast forward to, you know, two months later when I've already been there, we're like 10 episodes in and, um, you know, life is, is, is incredibly hectic, but it's one of those things where I'm just like the, everyone that I was working with was awesome. Uh, production was super cool. The way the show works, like it made me believe in it more, you know, because like, it's not all this like scripted weird, like they're making a, a, a TV show thing. Like, there's always going to be TV and reality TV, but um, everything was really up to us and how we performed and just trying to figure out the game of it all. Yeah. I absolutely loved it, even though I was terrified every day, yeah. you know? Um, after that, it was cool, but I was still kind of in that mode of wanting to feel like a, like, like a, like a real tattooer, you know, or it was like, oh, that was something I did, but that's not like, you know, who I am, please like me for tattooing and not because I was on TV. And I feel like I legitimately wasted that entire opportunity after the fact, you know, I wasn't doing the traveling. I wasn't going out and you know, mm -hmm. promoting as much. Like I let it be what it was and went back to work and it, there was an uptick in you know, people that were coming to me and the fact that, you know, more people knew who I was, but like, I didn't so much like ride that wave, I guess you would say, you yeah. know, um, that's in direct contrast to this last time yeah. where I was on season 13 and they called me to be, you know, one of the, uh, like the leader of the Midwest, yeah. which was a pretty cool thing to, yeah. you know, like to tack onto your name, I guess you would say. But, um, this time I had 24 hours to decide if I was going to do it or not. Oof. And that was great. I was, uh, <laughs> as far as I know, the last piece of the puzzle for them mm -hmm. basically and um you know i told my partner that i had the opportunity again and she's like go do it 
but you know if you're gone two months at a time this is probably the last one yeah, yeah. It's like all right so i gotta go win the damn thing you know <laughs> yeah and um going in the second time was so much of a cooler experience because i i understood the game and you know i knew the as as, as many of the components that you could know you know because yeah. you're never going to have a handle on what's going to happen because they're making that shit up before they come talk to you so like you can't you can't figure it out before it happens but yeah. you can be more prepared overall and um my philosophy on it was a don't make oklahoma look bad you know like mm -hmm. that was uh that was important but b you know the first time i was myself through and through the entire damn time this time also don't compromise your own values yeah. just be right. you yeah and uh i was really happy with how i was portrayed and how that came off but at the same time i didn't give them the opportunity to you know shoot me any differently yeah. And that was great. Like I, I, I didn't care about winning as much as I cared about, let's say, putting on a good show and just kind of using it as a "this is who I am." Yeah. And if you like that, come hang out with me at the shop afterwards. You yeah. know. Uh. So yeah, like I really enjoy Ink Master. I really enjoy yeah. all of those things. And the people that I was working with last time, the people I competed against and with, yeah. like these tattooers were really fucking good. Like mm -hmm. by the time we got to the top 10, I felt like anybody could have taken it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so that was great. Like it wasn't just, you know, three or four people that, you know, were standouts and the rest are people that are going to eventually die in an interesting way. Yeah. This time it was like, we're all fighting. Mm -hmm. And that's really what happened. And because of that, like a lot of the people that were there are going to be great friends of mine forever because yeah. we share this really strange experience that doesn't make sense to anyone that wasn't there. <laughs> That's you know? awesome. Yeah, that was my question. Was like, do you did you do you see? So it sounds like you stay in touch with some of them, or if not all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not awesome. all of them. I'm sure like there are groups and sects of people that, yeah. you know, definitely like talk more than more than others do. Yeah. But there are definitely people that I talk to, you know, weekly, like, you know, and then and, like myself and Josh Payne, like we speak damn near every day still, mm -hmm. you know, so it's just one of those things that like you, you make friends Yeah. and uh, they, they, they stay around. Yeah. I love that. Like we watched that show mainly because you were on it, but um, yeah, you know, like just, watching the techniques and all the different yeah. styles and the way that the judges like approach, like everything and the things that they like, you know, that they point out about the tattoo and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's such like an interesting um, process to watch when you're not a tattooer. Yeah. You know, it was, and then we found ourselves like, I think, you know, earlier when he asked about the technical work on tattoos, it's like, cause we've now, we've, oh, we, we see that, you know, that they use this yeah. and, you know, whatever. Oh, that's a blowout. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I could spot a blowout can, now. There you go. I could definitely say that. And I was talking to a guy the other day uh, about that is that that is the, 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 the awesome part of it is that people are getting an education on tattooing that aren't in the industry, but also it is uh, somewhat of the downfall only because it's not a very like wide ranging education, you know, like yeah. the, um, everything in like everything on the Ink Master stage is subject to the approval of 
Dave, Oliver, and Chris. Yeah. And there are rules to the game that kind of hold it together. Yeah. And those rules don't always extend to the whole of tattooing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's why you'll see, like, excellent tattooers go on there and, like, fail in the first few episodes because yeah. they are not used to adhering to, I don't want to say the basics, but, like, you know, when you're here, this is how this is done, yeah. you know? And that's part of that so, game you said you you, you, exactly. fig- you had you to had figure to play, out and kind yeah. of come back. All right, so you've yeah, done the game of it. So you've done thousands and thousands of tattoos. You have your own yeah. shop. Yeah. You've been on TV. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, Boy. you can hang up your hat. <laughs> you've done it all. What is next? What's next? <laughs> Ooh, doing better tattoos is yeah. always next. That's it. Like it's 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 weird to me because I never think about, you know, being on television as like one of the one of the goals or the markers of you made it. You know, it's right. like I appreciate that so many people feel that way because it definitely helps business. But I feel like it was just something that I did because yeah. I do one thing. Just like owning the studio is like it's something that I do because I enjoy tattooing and right. creating my own environment. But you know, for some reason, maybe because I'm broken, is that I don't see that as like a marker of like success there, you know? It's just uh, like, I like the fact that I can walk into this place and it looks a certain way and that reflects who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. And that I don't have to work with the guy who's like incredibly inappropriate, but really good, you know? So they never get rid of him, you know? Or I don't have all those you know, weird, <laughs> weird things you have to, you know, right. you yeah. laugh because you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I do, but, actually. <laughs> I think I, I, think I, I know, know who, who I think I know who you're here. talking about. I've spent a lot yep. of time next to that guy. Yeah, I believe it. Which is crazy because he's been so much cooler in, the, in recent years from what I've seen. Maybe yeah. he's just tired when we run into each other. Yeah. But so much growth and I applaud him even <laughs> if I don't agree with most of who he is still <laughs> to this day. Um but yeah, no. So it's one of those things where all of that stuff uh, is 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 excellent. And when I feel, you know, like in my own feelings about weird shit, it's like, well, you know, hey, I've done well, you know. Yeah. But um, on like on a good day when I'm just working, the only thing that I ever um, really base my success or my level or where I'm at on is the last tattoo that I just did. Oh. So yeah. that fluctuates wildly given the day. Yeah, and I don't think you're broken at all. I think after talking to you for this amount of time, you're an incredibly well-adjusted human being. <laughs> and I, I, I appreciate having the opportunity to just talk to you about this stuff, really. Yeah. I really appreciate um, that. Thank you. There's one question I have to ask. I've been asking every oh, yeah. guest. Your question. So I... You Oklahoma, I, I was I was excited that you're in Oklahoma because it happens to be one of the Sasquatch sighting hotspots in the United States. Bigfoot. Um, really? Yes. And <laughs> he's obsessed. I'm obsessed with um, cryptids, so that like hidden animals and Bigfoot in particular. Yeah. And so I just wanted to ask, and this doesn't have to be Bigfoot. And I asked, I've been asking this of everybody is. Have you ever seen anything you can't explain? Hmm. Uh, usually at Walmart, yes. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I would say that in Oklahoma, not so much. Okay. Right. Just because I don't really go anywhere. I believe that those things are definitely out there. And one of my favorite cryptids is the Jersey devil. That's uh, one of those oh, things yeah. that That's makes me really happy. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. You know, but like when it comes to, you know, Sasquatch and all that, like, uh, or Bigfoot, like I, if I ever get a chance to run into anything that is like really weird to me, yeah. you'll be the first person I call. <laughs> all right. You know, Please do. I haven't yet. Okay. You know, I also didn't know that Oklahoma was a hot spot for that yeah. either. Yep, absolutely. Some of the best pictures of Bigfoot were um, snapped in Oklahoma. He's like dream is to quit his job and like go hunting. Yes, for, he can come hang out. We can go find some. Shit I now. now have a contact in Oklahoma. Uh, there you my go. brother just moved to Oregon. Yep. I'm yes. getting set up in future Sasquatching. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I always knew Oregon was the place to go if yep. you were going to try and find Bigfoot. Yep. Yep. Like that's that's how I feel about it. Awesome. Well, we'll have to um, add Oklahoma to the list. Yeah, we're adding it. <laughs> Frank, I cannot thank you enough, really. It has it has it has been an absolute pleasure. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to talk glad. to us. Yeah, I'm glad just to see you and talk to you and I haven't seen you in a while and I know. You're right? one of my favorite people and I love you. That's all I I really say. appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. And also like this was awesome. It was super, you know, easy to talk back and forth with you guys and i really appreciate that you wanted to have me on this program thank you yeah thanks for coming okay are we i think i think we've taken enough of frank's time so um (laughs) we'll just we'll let you go if you want to jump off i know you've got um space unicorn two to feed to feed dinner to (laughs) you're gonna feed yeah and and she's incredibly self-aware and knows that she has no concept of time so we're solid (laughs) yeah okay um i mean we're gonna we were just gonna transition into our next segment if you want to hang out for a few more minutes i don't think we're gonna go much longer or we can just do the you want to do the thing there he goes we're just gonna talk about yeah what we're what we're entertaining ourselves with yeah what we're watching, okay. what we're yeah. listening to. All right. Well, I'm super psyched that you'll hang out just for a few minutes and chat with us about yeah, this. Yeah, here for um, that. Um, Stomping Jen. Yes. How are we entertaining ourselves? Um, we are entertaining ourselves. We started Killing Eve, which I think is a BBC program yeah. with Sandra O. Oh. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. We've been loving that. What? What is that? It's another spy show. Sorry, it's just a sound effect. I'm fading it out. <laughs> Sorry. I designed all the bumpers You're on like our... You're very distracted all of a sudden. Yeah. Kill- Killing Eve. Killing Eve, yeah. That's what we've been watching. That's how we've been entertaining ourselves. Yeah, we love it. We watched um, three quarters of Hamilton. Yeah. Nice. Because Space Unicorn, after we went after intermission, she yeah. lasted about 15 minutes more, and she was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, she bailed on us, yeah, so we've got to finish totally that. I think because it gets like really historical in the second yeah. act. So, Frank, do you have time for TV? Do you have? Do you watch? Are there shows you're watching now you want to recommend? Movies. Music, music you want to recommend K-pop. to people? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Let's see here. Um, I did uh, watch all of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of the ones that was up on like July third yeah. and I waited yep. until three o'clock in the morning here which isn't a stretch that's usually like, you know, around bedtime for me anyway. But um, so it was there. We turned it on, got through most of it. I uh, had listened to it for probably five years now. So mm-hmm. it was just like 
the it was the the culmination of like you know uh, half a decade of efforts. So that was solid. Um, I know uh, what we do in the shadows, the TV mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. That's on FX, and uh, I think we just saw like episode six and seven of season two last night, and uh, like just game changers like Taiko Watiti just kicks ass in my opinion, and so that was really cool. Um, I haven't played video games seriously in a very long time, yeah. mm-hmm. but The Last of Us Two just came out, and it's oh. like a survival horror zombie kind of game. Yep. And um, I feel like that is like the PS4 swan song. It's probably the most beautiful thing that they're going to have before the new generation system comes out. Have you started? And, have um, you started playing it yet? Are you? Are you oh, through yeah. it? I'm yeah, not, I'm not through it yet. Okay, but I'm I'm probably on like chapter twenty three, twenty four. I'm playing as Abby now. Yeah. Last of Us One is the only video game I have ever played through from beginning to end. There you go. Yep. Yeah. I've got a uh, I've got a poster from MondoCon of Joel playing guitar in the woods by my TV. Nice. Like, that's how much I enjoyed the first game. Yeah. So this one, and have you played any of that? Are you into um, any of that stuff? Uh, I have not played the second one yet. I'm just going to wait for it to drop in price a little bit, but I'm going to get it. Gotcha. And play through no, it. for sure. Yep. So I won't say anything then, but it's definitely like it's 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 a heart wrenching situation there. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, my partner, she's never going to play it herself because it's terrifying. But, like, you know, when I'm playing it, she's there watching it like it's a movie. Because yeah. It basically is. It is, yep. Huh. Yeah, it really, yeah. I feel like it elevated the art form of, of video of games to a new level. I have no yeah. idea what the, yeah. that is. Um, but I mostly play, like, um, multiplayer online games with, with my friends, right. like Minecraft, GTA, that kind of stuff. Yo, I still Battle do Front. Minecraft, yeah. Yep. Minecraft yeah. is awesome. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't do video games. Yeah. All right, so what, what's something you do do? Let's bring it back to you. <laughs> uh well, our kids don't bother to go to bed anymore because of pandemic. <laughs> they don't have any yep. reason to go to bed anymore, so uh <laughs> I haven't really found a lot of uh downtime, but um you like to read. Except I don't really read. Yeah. I don't know. It's terrible. Music. What's yeah. music that's come out lately that I really like? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what you've been listening to. Not really very much. Yeah. Dead Leg. Um, you know, you know Dead Leg. Who is Dead Leg? Sure he knows Dead Leg. Well, um, our yeah. listeners don't One know Dead Leg. One of my Dead tattoo Leg. artists. Yeah. Uh, I love his Instagram posts. I love his, like, he has, like, a very um mandala-like, I feel like, approach to his Instagram. He does everything on stories, so it, like, disappears after a while. Mm. But some of the music that he... Uh, puts out there i'm like who is that so then i look it up and i actually some of it most of it i like so i don't know what his musical genre is but i like some of his stuff oh i'm i've been recommending to everybody who will listen to me kipo and the adventures of the wonder beast which i talked about last week also while you went to the bathroom uh is an amazing animated series that is fun for the entire family and they're short they're like half hour episodes and they like hook you, and the story's really good, and the animation's really good, and the music is really incredible. It's the same music scored person that did Spider Man, um, the animated one. What's the name oh. of that one? Awesome. Homecoming or what? No, nah, that's not the name of Into it. Into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse, right? The Which one. I love, I love, I love. I love that whole aesthetic 
of yeah. that movie and the music was incredible. So like Kipo reminds me of that, even though it's nothing to do with Spider-Man. Kipo and the Wonder Pig. And the Wonder Beast. The Wonder Beast. The Age of Wonder Beast or something like that. Anyways, yeah. we binge watched two seasons of it. It's only two What's seasons it on? available. It's on Netflix. All about it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's good for your space unicorn. It's good for you. It's good for everybody. Keepo and the Wonder Beast. Keepo and the Wonder Beast. Okay. All right. What do you think? What? Yeah, I know. I'm exhausted. (laughs) I have an eight (laughs) o'clock exercise class. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, let's say our thank yous again. Yeah. To this wonderful human being before we hit the outro music. What do you think? Did I say how much I love her? You did. (laughs) And I love him too after this conversation. And thank you. So yeah, much. Thanks for um, coming on. Our listeners. Yes. We love you. Yeah, we do. Without you, there is no soft serve That's podcast. That's true. And thank you for listening. Yes. Subscribe, download, leave a review. Share with a friend. Share with a friend. That's important. Mm-hmm. The sharing is caring when it yep. comes to podcasts. Yep. What else, Stompin' Jack? I don't know. My brain is mush. Yep. Any final words, Frank? Ooh, final words. I would say, uh, you know, continue attempting to do better, everyone. Yeah. Wear you know, a mask. I've seen a lot of, yeah, yeah, wear you. I've got wear mine on, like, yep. my neck. It lives here now. Yeah. You know, um, that's important. And uh, be kind. Continue to do better. Be kind. Wear a mask. It couldn't be, you couldn't, no one could say it better. Yeah. With that, I'm going to say to everybody, one last time, we love you. Thank you for listening. Bye now. Bye now. Whoops. <laughs> you buy now, but you didn't I buy know. now. I didn't buy now appropriately. <laughs> Thank you.